Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Modern Wisdom podcast. And this week is an absolute treat. It is the return of the catch up series with Johnny and Yusuf from Propane Fitness. No agenda, no topics in hand other than what has been happening in our lives, what we've been reading, listening to, watching, all the rest of it. We're going to cover my trips multiple to America, uh, Yusuf's complete lack of life due to the fact that he is studying for his medical finals, the fact that Johnny is about to start doing CrossFit, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie and just how terrible it is, uh, some different options for how we think the world might end. What else did we talk about? Our Planet and David Attenborough. It's jam-packed with mostly bullshit and the boys trying to derail the podcast. But it's awesome as always. I love having them on. And it is nice to uh, lighten up the cognitive load sometimes in between learning about how to extend life or alien civilizations. It's sometimes nice to just rail on Johnny Depp being a bit weird for a while. So yes, if you do have any questions, comments or feedback, as always, I would love to hear from you at Chris Willex on all social media. But for now, please welcome Johnny and Yusuf. Joined by Johnny and Yusuf from propaneandfitness.com. Catch up 103. Come around so fast. You'd think we'd have caught up by now, wouldn't you? Well, the problem is that we're a conveyor belt of catching, aren't we? Things constantly happen that we need to catch. Exactly. Faster than we can actually get them out. But the map is not the territory. Because if we were catching up at the exact pace that they were coming in, we would just be live broadcasting all of our lives. We'd just be current. Yeah, we would. We would be streamers. And we're constantly behind as well. We would be streamers. I have a microphone in on my desk, and these kids walked past the other day and were like, oh, you're a streamer! <laughs> <laughs> and and I, that was the moment I knew that I'm out of touch with the youth these days. I was like, uh, kind of, but not... Similar. Actually, what I do are webinars. They're very similar. <laughs> webinar. Webinar. But they're crucially different. Uh, do you need your ad set optimising? <laughs> they give the appearance of live... But they're sometimes pre-recorded. That's the thing. That's, the thing. That's a lie. Yeah. Webinar. Webinar. Um, so yeah, it's been not that long since the last one, but loads of stuffs happened. So we're gonna catch the fuck up. Catch all of it up. Catch it up into one big bit. Have you got a, a synopsis of what's happened over the last sort of two months for no. you? Johnny doesn't drink eggs anymore. Doesn't drink <laughs> eggs anymore. Got injured. <laughs> Johnny got injured. You've been a hermit. I did. I did yeah. get injured. You yeah. did. You're doing CrossFit. Yeah. You now as CrossFit. Of, well. As of tomorrow. I mean, when this goes live, anything might have happened. Yeah. What so I love is the fact it, that you're... What, what, what constitutes you, you're doing CrossFit? Like, you, you did a CrossFit. Does that mean you're now doing CrossFit? What's your current training methodology, Johnny? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> as of right now? CrossFit. Say it. Well, no, because I haven't done a CrossFit yet. <laughs> done a CrossFit. Like, right, I, anyway. I have to do the CrossFit, like, three hour. This is how to CrossFit. Yep, you do. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I feel like we were just pounding Johnny with questions there. Like, That's what, okay. what was the name of the first female president? What's your favourite colour? Don't know. What's your mum's name? Female president. The, <laughs> what's your favourite type of dog? Green dog. Green, okay. Green dog. Right, Green so, dog. Um, what have you done, Yusuf? I've literally just been... Medicine. Yeah, deep in the hole. Of final medicine. few weeks now, so... What are the final few weeks of doing a medical degree like for anyone who's considering doing it? So, you, your, your anal tone is non-existent. 
when you say anal tone, yeah, can you describe what you mean? <clears throat> you, that you can't maintain the integrity of your so you fecal bu- continence. Bum is normally, but instead, it's just yeah. Farts don't make a sound. <laughs> like a windsock. Yeah. yeah, and I, I'm I'm saying that as an analogy for the intense fear that I experience day to day at the moment. So this time last year, I had a heart rate monitor, and my resting heart rate was between 80 and 100 was all, that the, all the time. Withings. Withings watch. Yeah. yeah. Nokia watch. Definitely didn't give that away from an influencer program for free. Sorry, Withings. <laughs> um, so what's the fear? The fear is comprised of having to reset the year. Yeah. It's it's the nine grand, isn't it? It's the nine grand. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. So what if someone gave you nine grand now and said, if you have to reset the year, we'll pay it. He'd want to use the nine grand for something else. But you can't do that. I think the NHS pay for one reset. So what are you bothered about? It. It's a, a year of my life. So are you bothered about the nine grand or are you bothered about the year of your life? It, it's the whole package. Like, All right. So yeah. how, there's two scenarios. Okay. One, you can reset and you can do it immediately, but it's nine grand. The other... I'll do that. You, you pay it, nine grand, pay rather, nine than grand year. rather than it's free, but you have to do it this yeah. time next year. I mean, it's like nine grand or a year of your life. Yeah, because easy choice. Because you've got opportunity cost, lost earnings, um, potential compounding of that lost earnings time <laughs> over the following year. It's like, yeah, easily. Nailed it. It's like when you spent 900 quid on the little bit for your car and you oh. said to me that you'll never get that 900 quid back and you'll always be 900 oh. quid worse off <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> It's like that, but with nine grand. Yeah. Nine grand. Heartbreaking. I went to America. Twice. 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 You went to America. Two times. Back, back. And then you've gone, done, gone back to it again. And came, came back again, yeah. Like a there was such run. a short gap between two, the two trips. It was what, like a shuttle run. Two weeks. What stops you just staying there? Do you have things I'd have, to take I'd have, care I'd have, of? I'd have, well, yeah. I have a life. Dogs cross, to feed. Crossfit. <laughs> I had Crossfit to, to do. Yeah. Fist to cross. Um, so yeah, no, first trip was really cool. Um, flew out to Redlands to go and film with Romwood again. Um, got to see Daniel and Sean are the two, uh, people that own that. And Daniel showed me his fancy new 911 turbo, um, which is a terrifying vehicle. Is it supple? Is it supple? Yeah, it's very, yeah. It's, it's the best. It's lost its, uh, what? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know what you mean. It, that's it. It's a terrible reference to, if anyone knows in the comments... What, 9-11, it's the best? Yeah. This isn't a joke based on... 9-11. Yeah. No. Right, well, right. fine, because you're an Arab. Yeah. God, We need to be careful. That's an ISIS reference. It's a clip from the dictator. Okay, cool. We'll wait and see. Yeah. You just give it away. That's true. Fucked it. So you did Romwood. What did you do differently at Romwood this time than last time? So, very similar sort of day in terms of filming. They... Uh, both times, actually, I did some of their yoga workouts beforehand. So the guys that own Romod have a huge yoga studio attached to the side of them. Um, and Video Guy Dean should be throwing clips in just as we speak. Are they going to be going? Um, yeah, exactly. Just whizzing past us. Cool. But the problem is we don't know. We don't know when we're going to be held in that YouTube loading bay. You know, where it's just us and all of the other YouTubers that are doing cutaways waiting to come back. We don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> so we're just going to be dropped into purgatory. Do you understand? Took me a while, for but the, I'm with it. For the podcast or for the Bromwod? I mean, we're, I suppose we're at so many purgatories all at once. We are. Anyway, so one, of, <coughs> one, of the, one of the big differences was I did a bunch of yoga workouts beforehand. Um, a lot of silicon in, uh, in American yoga studios. A lot of silicon. Hold on. 
So yoga workout distinct from a normal Romwod workout? Yeah, so Romwod's like just yin yoga. They have a huge yoga studio that has a thousand members or like 500 members or something next door to where we film. Is so, it branded Romwod? No, so it's the yoga rooms in Redlands. Highly recommended <clears throat> for anyone who's listening from Redlands. So the owners of Romwod yep. have a separate business? Yes, which is their first business, which is a yoga studio which has classes which regularly top 100 people. And that just has a lot of silicon in it. There's a lot mm. of uh, enhanced women there. Right. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, I see what you mean. I was thinking silicon floors, weird. Just like what? Odd, odd, odd material choices. No. Yeah. So the, mallets, the, like their, primary, their primary market appears to be um, a boobs. heavy amount. Well, no, they're not big boobs, not necessarily before they go. Um, mm-hmm. So women, maybe 30 to 50, 55, um, very well presented, fair bit of money. Redland's quite quite a sort of affluent area. Um, and there's just, there's a lot of chests there, like high volume of chests. Um, and I asked, I was like, why? Three sets of 12. Yeah. Five, three, one. Um, I said, why Why is there so many big, big boobs here? Mm. Uh, and it turns out that like a couple of the, Members, their husbands are cosmetic surgeons. Right. They just get so much business. <clears throat> that's that. it. Yeah, it's just wow. pure. It's just a big pyramid scheme. Yeah, that's all it is. There's a guy I follow on Snapchat called the Miami Doctor. I don't know if you've seen him. He's a plastic surgeon in America that just documents all of his like bum jobs and boob jobs and everything. And thank you. He is just. He must be raking it in now. He's mm. got such a big exposure from mm. just live streaming his surgeries. Really? Um, like live yeah. streaming, cutting it's someone's it's, mind. It's brutal as well. I think he just gets their consent and just, like he does like a before and after. So he brings the camera over to the pre-picture and then goes over to the like freshly sewn up person. But How the, the bum junk is like a big metal tube like that. He's just going like it's it's really. Like, have you ever seen anyone have liposuction? Yeah, no. Really like proper scrape in it, like wow, big like a sword. Yeah, like a, that's, that's you it. know the sort of thing that you used to sharpen knives with. Jesus yeah, Christ! Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought yeah, it would be more yeah. like. I thought it would be nice more thing. akin to like just whipped cream. I thought it would just fall out. No, mm. you've got to like detach it from the. the oh, it's, it's a really wow, that's painful. Yeah. So yeah, um, did these yoga workouts uh, avoided getting too distracted by all of the silicon? Um, they were really fucking hard. There's one of them where they add a load of weight to it. So there's a weighted bar that you have, like a, a workout bar, probably about three feet long. Like a barbell. Can... No, it's not. It's, 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 it has the, appearance, has the appearance of a barbell, but it's only three feet long and made of rubber. So I guess just a, not silicon. a heavy weighted bar. Might be silicon. Probably everything in there is fucking silicon, actually. Um, so that happened. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we are just giving the derailers. Just, 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 we're trying you're to get trying through to tell this a story. podcast, <laughs> wrecking it, absolutely destroying it. Okay, so the listeners have tuned in. Not to you two just it's, it's say our, silly things. This is our only purpose on the podcast to just derail. We've got nothing interesting to say. Yeah, that's that is true. So yoga barbell weighted. Just it was really difficult. Work one thing, bar. one thing that um, Daniel Sloss said when I was speaking to him was he said that Americans tend to make like a woo <laughs> noise from the back of the room, and I was like in yoga, no, just oh, right. generally Sorry, right. when he's doing his sets, and he's like it's really... enthusiasm. So it, like, it, yeah, it's enthusiasm, but it's just fucking peanuts. Woo! It's just off-putting, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't like the fact that they do it, and he complains at them, and he tells them off. And he's like, look, every time that you do that, I'm going to stop. Ah, uh, really? It's very at odds with the Scottish 
yeah, he's a bit more kind of, yeah, blunt. Mm. Um, so he says that he's going to stop. And I, I, I was laughing about the fact that they do this because it's like Ric Flair, right? Remember Ric Flair, the wrestler? Anyway, the, that was a perfect opportunity to derail the podcast and you've just <laughs> totally missed it. Um, so I'm in this yoga class. And he's already warned me about this wooing thing that Americans do. And as it's starting to build up in the intensity of this yoga workout, it's getting more and more. People start wooing from the back of the class and they're like, come on, you've got this. You can, you can stay. Like if you're doing like a hollow hold or like a, like an ab crunch or whatever, and you're holding it for a little while. Mm. And there's people from the back of the class that are wooing. What I noticed was it was a lot of the people who had <clears throat> dropped the hold. And it's like, look, if you've said, hold the bottom of an air squat and everyone's in the bottom of an air squat and you're stood up and you're going woo, mm. that seems unfair. Just taking the piss off. Don't you? pretend to be a part of the people that are grinding it out. It's not very like deep ujjayi breaths, is it? It's mm-hmm. not. No. Like the yoga that it I've been doing. our yoga. It's, <laughs> so it's very, very untraditional. They mix music live. Like they've got DJ decks that they mix music live and loop the music as they build up the oh, right. intensity. Uncre- incredibly well done. Bloody like hell. super, super well done. Best. Anyone who manages to like emancipate that to the UK is flying. So I love the difference. Between that. So, so I've been back at yoga again the last few weeks <clears throat> and it's like you're afraid to even breathe too loudly, aren't you? In that, in that one that we go to. Mm, very traditional. But there's no like... No, no. So it's loud, loud club style music. They started playing Queen. They started playing Country. Um, it's like very rocky, very, very hot and sweaty. And this room's mm. massive. Dean will make it appear. But um, this room is huge. And they've got... As you walk in, there's Lululemon, like the biggest racks of Lululemon that you've ever seen, and a huge open desk with juices and smoothies, and everything's expensive and really nice. And then they've just got this huge, huge studio where people are like mats are side to side to side. It was just, it was impressive to see what happens when you take a concept and a, a like high amount of experience and then kind of flip it on its head. A little bit. It's still yoga, but really no one no one could probably recognise that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, did that. Film for Romwad, um, like f- four, no, six routines a day, including two warriors, uh, some of which have got... Two some, warriors in a day? Two warriors per day. One warrior of each day, but right. like five or six other routines. Um, pretty hefty, including some new poses, which are terrible, and incorporate walls. So you imagine that you've got a wall in front of you and you're putting your arms up on the wall, but you're laid flat. So it's like a uh, seal pose, but instead of arms pushing onto the floor, arms are up on the wall, so you're falling through your arms. Absolute agony. Kept us there for ages. I did it. um, Him, uh, his wife and me were co-modeling what was going on. Sounds so awful, Chris. Yeah, if if there's one way to make your wife, like, be in a mood with you, it's write that pose and then push her into doing the routine. Right. So that so was fun. putting you a lot of your inflection, spinal flexion the whole time. And opening up the shoulders. Right. So you can fall your head through. So that was fun. Um, and then, yeah, went to, went to LA and spent a fair bit of time on Venice Beach in Santa Monica um, and was just reintroduced to this electric scooter phenomenon, which is completely destroying LA like in a cool way, but it's just the maddest thing to see now. There's, for people who don't know, Bird, Lime, uh, I think it's like Up and something else, are brands of scooter oh, companies right, okay. who have just dropped these 24-kilometer range electric mini scooters, like what you'd see kids riding around on, 
um, school children, but they've got a little trigger on them, which when you push it, accelerates up to about 16 miles an hour and a little break. And everyone is just whizzing around on these scooters and you open it like a um, one of those ride-on uh, bikes that you can get in the UK at it's the like moment. It's like a micro-scooter. With it, an electric motor. Is it because the town is so fast that you need... It's because a lot of people around. already skate and bike and there's heavily pedestrianised areas that are built for... Or, um, I guess, riding areas that are built for exactly that. What's the problem with normal bicycles? That they're not as cool. Okay. And they don't go as fast, like unless you're and really you have, you gunning have to, it. You have to, you have to use it. it. So every different iteration of scooter and electric vehicle has now been used by these people. So you've got like an electric <clears> scooter <throat> one, then you've got a bike one where you can both pedal and uh, use the electric motor to go even faster, and they're fucking rapid. Um, and there's a skateboard one now where you just a skateboard with a remote control, and you scan it, and you can just deposit them wherever you stop and so it's it's exactly like the bikes in yes. the UK yeah. but much better much better faster more um like cheaper as well it's a dollar to start and like i think it's like 15 cent a minute it's like 10p a minute to ride however far you want suppose you're using power aren't you yeah and yeah. then there's a do you, do you have to dock it in certain stations no so there's the, an entire sub uh, <clears throat> market of charges so people get paid to charge these things you sign up as a charger take the things home with you, plug them into your wall, and then you get money based on how oh, many you charge. I'm so looking forward to this, like, decentralization. So with the Tesla thing as well, you know, they're saying you can, if you get a Tesla that has the, the full self-driving unit, you can then Uber it out to people when you're not using it. So it can take you to work, and then you just leave it to just taxi people around. Is that really what they've said? Inter- yeah. Internal-facing camera, if someone, like, spunks or vomits in your car... And then you can always clean that up. Or both. <laughs> VMD was just like trying to... Um, yeah, or both. And then you can just charge them for it. So... Um, just automatically as well. So it can just make you money while you... That I is, feel like there's a... There's I cannot a, wait. There's a gap cars. for... Because, the, the, I mean, they already exist, don't they? Teslas can already drive themselves, but it's... So they have to be safe enough that you can just... Yeah. Did, did we talk about this last time where we were saying how people would rather die of their own... Mm, volition. Of, yeah, their, their own folly than die from an automated car, even yeah. though the, the chance of dying is like a thousand times less. Yeah. It's like... Mm. It's just people don't like putting their uh, life in the hands of something. They would much, much sooner make their, own, make their own error, wouldn't they? Would you... If you were offered to have... If you had to have surgery for something and you were offered to have it done by a robotic algorithm that's got the, like, micro mm-hmm. things, would you do it? I'd want to see with the success rate. Okay. Like, assuming it had a much higher success rate. Yeah, fine. Would you... Yeah. I'd want to know how many operations the algorithm had done. Okay, so you're not the pilot patient. Well, so I think that the algorithm's going to learn based up. So the surgeon, let's say, has 10,000 10, hours yeah. of experience. Uh, the algorithm yeah. may have only seen what's being programmed, but like it's how the surgeon reacts based on the experience in a unique that situation. Is an excellent answer. That is <laughs> yeah. I'm going to interject here because I can't get out of my mind. This new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which has just come on Netflix, is fucking shit. Not seen it. Captain Jack Sparrow steals a safe, which attaches itself to an entire house or bank. And then they have like four horses 
that have a, you can imagine all these horses have got ropes behind them they've attached it into this safe they pull the safe and it's this comedy thing where they've hooked it through the back of the building and the safe's going to pop through the back of the building but they don't they just drag the whole building for like two towns and the entire building's being pulled behind all of these horses can you understand what I mean yeah and it's just that's ridiculous and Johnny Depp has completely lost his mind just running around like... Well, it's just, yeah, I mean... Captain Jack Sparrow. The, the worst thing is that I don't think that he even knows who he is when he takes off the Captain Jack Sparrow thing now. Mm. Like, he's been shaving his head and wearing, like, T-shirts with slogans on. He did, he did something a while ago where he, like, on. smuggled a dog into Australia or something. Did he? Did you, know, did you see that? It was, no. news. It, was a while, it was a while ago. Like, I'm sure him and his wife, if he has a wife, is that out of touch I am with this? Yeah. He was on the news. Do you know what it is, Dean? Dean can't, Dean can't speak. Dean, <laughs> Dean doesn't know what it is. Dean He's shaking speak. his head at me. Dean doesn't speak. He, he did something where he was having to publicly apologise for smuggling, smuggling a dog. dog into the country. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. Why? I, I never <laughs> understand why public apologies. Is it Australia? Like, well, I thought I was right. Nice. I, I want to find really out Dean was like, It's so weird that just because you're a celebrity means you have to then do public apologies <laughs> for taking a dog across borders. That's like, true. <laughs> It's totally What's this reason? Why, why do I have to project my apology? Captain to... Jack Sparrow. Yes, like, Captain Jack Sparrow. It's the Liam Neeson thing we talked about on Catch Up One Hundred and One. Yeah, one, one. Yeah, that is bizarre, isn't it? Like mm. once you're in the public eye, anything that you do is now at accountable the... to all of humanity. Like, <laughs> <a bit. laughs> because you were in a film once. Well, yeah, like <coughs> surely taking a dog across the thing, like that—that that is only between you, the dog, and border control, and no one else. Yeah, <laughs> the dog is culpable, isn't it? Well, it, like the dog maybe wanted to, but still, you're facilitating the dog's crime. Yeah, maybe that's it. It might—I mean, the dog might have threatened him. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> I just I can't get over how photos that I've got opposable thumbs. Can't make a threat without opposable thumbs. Yeah, I, I also didn't like Age of Ultron from. Uh, Avengers. The the whole Marvel shit, and this is going to offend a lot of people, but I yeah, really careful, struggle with careful, it. Careful, Have you seen any of them? Yeah. Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the one where there's a guy with a big glove, and he's got... <laughs> Iron fist, is it? Like, big fist? Big bloke, big glove. Is it called a big little, fist? Little midget gems that he has to put in the glove. And when he puts the midget gems in the glove, <laughs> he... Uh, he kills those people. This is the one I watched. And he I has this, he has this really sort of lovely justification for it. But And then people with hammers and... Um, like there's a bloke with a hammer, he tries to stop him. Obviously doesn't work, yeah. Bloke with a shield, he tries to stop him. Again, doesn't manage it. Guy with the midget gems in his gloves <laughs> has got a, a chin that looks big a, bit, chin. a bit like a scrotum, doesn't he? Huge, and it's a big chin. Looks a lot like a scrotum. I don't know what this one is. It's a... That's called Prognathia. What's that? That... Can you then, just go profile for the... And then retrognathia is the other opposite where people are like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very debilitating. Um, I'd far rather... Yeah, I, I think I'd rather... Well, one of, one of our friends... You can imagine what I was like, but... Friend of the show who will be listening, Alex Lonsdale, had that, where he had the underbite. The surgery is pretty... Man, when he had that, when he had that, so you had, you have your jaws... The surgeon comes up and just... It's just a big right hook. Yeah, and then you have to like. Do you actually? It. Can you explain what the pros- procedure is? So the 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 jaw is just set anteriorly to where it should be. So the the, the joint is there. That so means they, forward. So yeah. they have to just break the whole thing. So they break the. How do they break the things so. there? I don't know how. I, they must like. They don't just pop off. I imagine it just goes. Because my Lego, my Lego when I had a kid, 
It, like you can change the hair just yeah. by pulling it. Or the head, or the hands. You can't change the hands. Yeah, you can pull the hands out. Can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just like a stick at the end. Mm. Well, it's just that, isn't it? When you're a Lego man, you have a square head with a hole in the top and hands like that. Only thing that would be good for... And feet with holes in the bottom. Only thing that having Lego hands would be good for, giving blowjobs and eating Subway sandwiches. Kipping pull-ups. Or well. in- interacting with other Lego. On fat grips. Because yeah. all Lego Straight is hands. designed... Like a Lego? Hi there. Uh, okay. Hello. Yeah. Hello, how are you? You'd have to do this, wouldn't you? Hello, how? You, 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 you stay still. No, you st- ignore that one. <laughs> You'd have to do this. <laughs> this yeah, that works like as that. well. While, could, while could, having the... Well, whilst your jaw's set anteriorly. <laughs> what is it again? So it yeah. pop, pop, pops off. Take that, snap it, shave some of it off. Possibly, I haven't haven't seen the procedure, but like, and then yeah, just stick it back. Put it back in. What causes that? Is it muscular or is it? I think it's the way the bone is set. Must be structural. (laughs) Has to be structural. Otherwise, just be like, calm down, mate. Your jaw go back. Someone I met um, said that she had a tight jaw, TMJ, and she met someone who was a temporomandibular dysfunction. Uh, TMD, VMD, J jaw jump. Don't know. and a massage therapist told her it was because her pelvic floor was tight oh and needed to like Here we go. release the pelvic this floor. Is, this is just we're venturing into the world of chiropractors now. Okay? <laughs> what you, like everyone's been to a physio. I'm going to trigger some chiropractors no matter what, No matter what the problem is. Clamshells. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's your function. Side-lying clams. Like, my, mate, my shoulder hurts. Well, it could be to do with the, your glute activation. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't, mate. So I would love, if anyone could let us know in the comments, if you're a physio or if you know physios, why are some physios so faddy? Because, you, you know, you get the physio that just loves um, kinesio tape and just puts it on everything, regardless yeah. of what Placebo the Placebo tapes have been a Placebo, oh, God. And then, like... X-band walks or... <laughs> Single leg glute bridge. I suppose you get like personal trainers doing the same thing, don't you? Like, just mm. give everyone like you've got the stability work. The, the old, old middle aged the old woman who's very overweight and just gives her like twenty ones for curls, and you're like, <laughs> "What you want to do? You, right? You want to do your partials? No, wait, once you go to fill get your partials. Seven, and, uh-huh, and then turn the button, and then up, up there, squeeze it, squeeze it right there, <laughs> up, bit more. You got to get the mind muscle connection, yeah. You want to squeeze it at the just top. Want, I just want to lose a bit of my belly fat. No, 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 no. no, no, no. We're, we're going to get you jacked first, right? <laughs> um, so, back to America. Um, <laughs> these scooters, like, the best way... One of the problems is this is the only thing I didn't get footage of, of me riding around Santa Monica and Venice Beach on a scooter. But it, it was... Anyone who's considering going to LA, the best way that I've found so far to spend an afternoon is rent one of these scooters and ride from Venice Beach to Santa Monica, which is a, maybe about a one-hour journey on this scooter. You go past um, ba- uh, basketball courts, um, huge skate parks. You just stop off, grab an ice cream. Like, unbelievable. like you're going past this amazing scenery, loads of cool kind of crazy people there um, playing music and, and just selling street art. It's just sick. Like, it sounds it's a lovely. fucking awesome, awesome experience. You don't get range anxiety. No, because you can see it on the app. Right. See it on the app. Does it give you a warning before you? Yeah. Okay. You like so a... you don't have to go back. No. To, and to... even if you did, even if you took took it all the way to there, you could just, just get off, get, get off another, and one. Get another one. There's the number of things that you see on the app as well is unreal. Like you're never more than about hundred hundred yards from one of these things, and in some places, 
where they know that there's hubs of people about to get to the beach. 20 lining the sidewalk and they're all different brands. So it's like, oh, you get, are you looking for a bird? Are you looking for a lime? Are you looking for a, like, uh, up, like whichever one it is. Do you think it'll come to the UK? Um, So one of the problems they're coming up against at the moment, especially in San Francisco, so the way that they do this is buy a bunch of them, set the app up, cordon off the pedestrianised areas so that when you ride into them, it just kills the thing and you have to walk it out. Right. um, And then just deposit them in the city. But obviously because there's so many companies doing this now, I think I sent you guys the valuations of it like in November last year and it went from half a, half a billion to 1 billion to 6 billion to 8 billion month on month on month for like four months. Like Mm. how the fuck has the valuation of this stock gone up Mm. so much? But everyone's getting into it. Um, So San Francisco have said that they're not actually going to allow any more than I think two or three companies to operate at once. And Uh, they're going to have it on like a rotating scheme and then whoever operates the best will, they'll be allowed to stay. Wow. Um, But yeah, I think it should come to the UK. One of the problems is obviously we don't have tremendously good weather, so the demand for it's not going to be that good. Mm-hmm. It rains seven days of the year in LA, so there's always going to be a Whereas demand. Whereas it rains it. seven days of the week in the UK. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I did one in Berlin, but it it wasn't a little scooter; it was like a proper, like electric bike. bike. Electric, yeah, yeah, basically they go fast. They do. Yeah, it was, it was it's a full like it's equivalent to like a a, a rubbish motorbike, but um, it's like a bike, moped but electric. Yeah, and like there's a helmet on the back, and then in the helmet is like a box that has just a bunch of disposable hair nets. Mm. So they're very European hygienic. Yeah, it's that's good. different to the way it is in America. Like in America, everyone's just like I saw sperm and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the but like I say, unbelievable way to spend an afternoon. Went swimming in Santa Monica College outdoor pool. That was pretty sick. Went to Disneyland. No, not Disneyland. Sorry, Universal Studios, um, which is just like big kids' dream. The rides. Simpsons Land, Harry Potter World. I love that it's just like such Simpsons Land. Well, that yeah. experiential stuff, like it just brings out the big kid in you so much. Like as you're walking around and went went and paid fourteen dollars for a Duff beer in Mo's Tavern because it's <laughs> fucking Mo's Tavern. I think it's it, it is nice that you can appreciate that because I, I feel like I've become such a curmudgeon now that a what do, curmudgeon, curmudgeon like a just grumpy old man. Right. That if I went to like Simpsons Land now, I'd be like. I challenge challenge anyone to go to (laughs) Universal Studios Hollywood and not just have their mouth open the whole time. Like, it's just so fucking cool. You walk into Harry Potter World, you walk down Diagon Alley, and there's like Platform 9 and 3 quarters and the train sticking out, and then they do um, live musicals where they've got magical frogs, and like, it's it's unreal. Like, Mm. everything about it is sick. And even someone's job to be the magical frog. No, so the magical frog's like a hand puppet that sing. So they've got five singers. It's someone's hand's job. job It's a hand job. Okay. You get your hand and you put it in the frog. I don't think that hand jobs are the best. As a job. As a job. He only has one. His other hand's free. Okay, so he can shake hands with people like that. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just think things in America, everything in America is done properly isn't it so I'm like, gonna they don't, they don't, there's no half measures in America it's like to the max do you know what it is as well like people can say that they think that Americans are too positive or like over the top which is probably probably a little bit fair but in my experience Americans are so much more polite than the Brits yeah and perfect example of this I've got a number of examples of this 
But the best example I have was walking back from uh, an evening meal, going back into the Airbnb where I was staying, walking downstairs and walked through the car park downstairs, like sliding gate car park thing, which you can imagine you'd then follow up a stairwell to get into the actual apartment block. So I'm pulling through to like 11 o'clock at night, pretty dark by this point. And um, huge Lincoln Navigator thing, like 18 seat car, massive, blacked out windows, black, brand new, shiny as fuck, comes through. And in it is just streams, remembering that weed's illegal in LA as well. So it's everywhere. Streams of like marijuana smoke just pouring out the sides of this. This guy's just pulling out of the gates that are slowly opening. And he like, front wheels go over the top of this thing. Back wheels go over the top of this little thing. Look in and it's a group of black guys, like maybe five five black guys, all with hoodies on, hoods up like that. Rap music coming out the side of this car. Marijuana smoke pouring out. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like this is, I mean, downstairs car park of this thing. I'm in a country that I don't know. It's that and the other. And the guy who's driving, who's obviously just bleeped the, bleeped the thing, turns around, bleeps the gate again. So it opens and goes, good evening, sir. And drives out. I'm like, <laughs> even, the, even the fucking thugs here, I'm like really even nice. the people that are like terrifyingly scary are super polite. Mm. That's so funny. I think people, when people stereotype Americans, they forget that, especially because there's always Brits that do it. And you think like, what's the spectrum of British people? Like you've got like, oh, right, blah, 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 blah. and then you've got like the, like all the way to Welsh people, Scottish people. Yeah. And, you know, so actually we've got this huge range of people. It's super dynamic, right? To yeah. then say that Americans are all one thing when the country's so much larger, it's probably even <laughs> more diversity between I've been east so, and west or whatever. Over the last few weeks, I've been Redlands in LA, so inland from California and out on the <clears> coast, <throat> Boston, which is northeast, and New York. Plus I've done a number of other places in America previously. Everywhere that I go, the service staff are super polite. Like even people who say to the servers, "Did you tip?" You, you have to. Do you know about how how much servers get paid in America? Like hardly anything, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's like the only people I think the only people who don't have a minimum wage. It's like two dollars, two dollars an hour, and some places they they literally work like for tips. It's like tra- how traders get paid a basic income. It's the same philosophy. Like they get tipped mm-hmm. based on the performance, don't they? Yeah, and I think I they, do, they often get paid quite a lot. I think if you work in the right place. Well, I mean, based mm-hmm. on how many, how much the tipping, um, like advice is, you're talking up to twenty percent of a bill, like for a, for a big table. But I'm unsure. Like I, even if you give a bad service, you still like it. You still a faux pas to not tip, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. just, they just say oh, you I'll can't a, not tip. I'll just leave them a smaller tip. That's what I don't like about it. Is like the, it's it's. It, fixed that you have to tip so then it, it's not tipping it's not performance based because yeah even if you were to guilt based like, yeah well, yeah like if, if someone's done a good job and they get a bonus fine that makes sense but mm. if it's just you have to tip it's clever from a business perspective because what they're doing is the they've created a culture of not having to pay your staff which is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you tip in the UK I tend to usually up to probably about 50 quid table round, <coughs> round up to the nearest 5 or 10 um, then over that tend to go about 10%. Is that only for food or do you tip other things? I don't tip at drinks. Mm. Like I, I would work. just tip in a restaurant. Okay. And normally if like it's been a good server, been a good experience. Mm. One bad thing. But I'm not, I'm not really a fan of it. I, I prefer to pay 
I, I think more because like I think I don't want to have to make the decision because it's like, well, am I under tipping? Well, or, yeah, I prefer like, that the the company just like, just paid the staff adequately. Yeah, resources. So I'd, I'd rather pay higher prices and for tipping it just be eradicated. Mm. It's much simpler. Ten percent, I think, in the UK seems pretty. But it, it's weird, isn't it? That tipping stops at restaurants. Like why? Like you don't in a salaried employment, you don't get tipped. Mm. Why not? They tip fucking everything. So tipping the uh, bellboys in a hotel yeah, uh, yeah, and stuff like that. I'm like, but it makes you realize you could just be doing faux pas everywhere and not realize because it's just not the, yeah, not the same I remember culture, ordering yeah. a drink in America and it was expensive. It was like $20 for a single drink. Mm. And the woman said back to me, that better not be the right money. I'm like, it is definitely right not money. getting a tip now. <laughs> and, and she, there was then this sort of back and forth with me and her. I was like, what do you mean? Is it, it better not be the right money? Like, it, it's the correct money. She's That's like, the oh, price. Yeah. And then the guy I was with gave it, like, gave her extra money and she calmed down. But so they, but, but then. But like, you, you're new to it. Like, there's no sign saying, like, make sure you. you tip the, you know. So if, you, if you're new to it, then you just. So, so you would ask them, what, how do you define a tip? Or they say, oh, it's an optional payment based on good service. <laughs> but then actually, if they just get angry when you don't, it's not really optional. It's yeah. like you've had your arm twisted and. Hmm. It's a weird one. So yeah, did that. Then went to Boston, um, Boston, Boston. Uh, great, flew- it's great. It's the best American accent. Yeah. American accent. it's sick. So yeah. I spent a bit of time with Carrie from Inside Tracker. She was the the lady who I was dealing with from them. Lovely people that flew me out there. And um, do you have your bloods done? <clears throat> did I? Have, I had my bloods done, um, which will be on an episode which everyone's already heard. Um, yeah, every bit, every bit of it. What did they measure, and what were the results? Because um, I haven't listened to the episode. Well, it doesn't exist yet, so it's out. It's out next week, but last like two weeks ago in podcast land. Right, uh, what place podcast land is. Uh, it's crazy. I love being here. It's great. I know. Is it time? Nothing's happened yet. But time and space don't exist. <laughs> um, but it was fun, and Carrie's the first person who's got like born and bred near Boston, um, and just has that accent. It was right. Such such a fantastic. You accent. feel like you're in like a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah, very much so. Like. Mark Wahlberg, like, mm. but really broad. And she's just taking some blood out. Even own. Mark Wahlberg is is in a Boston accent, isn't it? Just saying the name. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Mark>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was fun. Boston's, like, a, on a lot of water. It reminds me quite a bit of Newcastle. Actually. I want to know more about your bloods, man. What do you want to know? What, what, what happened? What, yeah, what, what So I was out of it. You've got a medical student just bursting to know like what your C-reactive protein is and you're not telling him? So they took um, they took 10 vials of blood. I got a Quest, di- Quest Diagnostics in California. Took my blood there. You have to fast for 12 hours beforehand. Then they sent the blood off to Boston ahead of me and had it tested ready for my arrival. I had the tests done. Um, I am... Um, does everybody else have to do this? Like, travel around the, the travel no, around so the you just uh, usually you just have your results sent to you. But oh, I was see. going to see them ahead of office. To oh, okay. well, with you, them. you were discussing it with David Sinclair. Discussing yeah. David Sinclair, yeah, slightly well. hyperlipidemic and HPA one C was yes, could So was a little bit, little bit high on lipids, a little bit high on glucose. Um, free test is a bit low, <sighs> understandable overtraining, um, but cortisol test ratio is fine, which is okay. good. Um, I need to eat more soluble fiber. So um, I saw this on your Instagram. I remember. Yeah, need to beans. eat. Need to eat more soluble. Just twenty different types of beans. Beans, beans. And you were like, "Can I have baked beans?" And he was like, "I, I don't see why not." <laughs> Speaking of which, um, you may have noticed 
the uh, little koala which is attached to the microphone. Wow. And for the listeners at home, you're just, going, you're just going to have to imagine what it looks like. It's a little koala holding, I think, a boomerang. Koala. And um, we need to come up with a name for him. So if you'd care to submit a name for the koala. Chlamydia. Chlamydia koala. Okay. No, I don't think that's going to work. They've all just... got chlamydia. Koalas? Yeah. What? Don't get too cuddly with a koala. They've all got chlamydia. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. Sorry. Stop the podcast. <laughs> we need to we need to halt here. What? To, so koalas have a really high amount, amount of chlamydia. <laughs> what do you mean? Like a concentration? I, just I, I lots know. of it. Yeah. Everywhere. So much chlamydia. So but how do they get it? I they must, must from, from each other. Yeah. Where did it start? I imagine one. Yeah, I imagine that's a complicated question. Yeah, isn't I, it? I've always wondered that. Like, who had the first sexually transmitted infection? Because I was thinking um, the other day, did dogs have STIs? And if not, why not? And if so, mm. why? Because like you, you must have this this prime shagger who just has managed to fucks everyone. Like, literally fucks. Because there must be STIs that just never get any traction because whoever had it in the first place just doesn't get to go again. Shit never got the yeah. Like, what's mm. it called? It's the starting activation energy like yeah. the initial momentum there's, there's so. a there's a scene on the thick of it where someone his insult to somebody else is you're like the man who fucked the monkey that gave us AIDS <laughs> is it Malcolm Tucker's insult no it's no. not it's someone else um, so yeah the koalas let's not call it chlamydia koala but let's I can't believe they have chlamydia it's such a lovely little cuddly thing I know that you want to hug Look, and hold this doesn't have chlamydia hopefully well, this one doesn't I'm, I'm just checking that I'm correct. In this. It's usually it's not sloths. Ah, so it's not the same one that infects okay. humans. Thank God. But they all have it. They all have chlamydia because <laughs> they're all just in big fucking sex parties. What's this? Top question. Can you catch chlamydia from koala? Uh, what's this? That is... A koala. Koala. Chlamydia. 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 Oh. It's also a koala. <laughs> koala. 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 Oh, so you can get blindness, infertility, and dirty tail if you have <coughs> chlamydia as a koala. <laughs> as a koala. Koala. Dirty tail. So you dirty tail. you went to, to see a man, an Australian man, I assume. Yeah, so <laughs> the David Sinclair thing was weird, man. So he, um, <clears throat> I sent him an unsolicited email, as I do. Um, he replied and said, yes, are you from Newcastle, Australia? I said, ha, 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 no. <clears throat> Newcastle, UK? Turned out that I was already going to Boston to see Inside Tracker. I said, am I all right to come and see you at the same time? His uh, assistant agreed and then went to go see him. So good. He had someone big in AI in before me. And I said, is it Elon Musk? And he didn't say no. So as far as as I'm concerned. You were on a podcast with Elon Musk. I shared some oxygen with Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. Um, So you have too much glucose and too much fat uh, and not enough fiber and not enough testosterone. Kind of, essentially. And you're yeah. too old. You're in, you're in a bit. A too old for your no, no, so it's not a telomere length test, which I'd love to get done. A telomere length. Would you care to explain what telomeres are, please? Yeah. Yes. So there's a um, end bit to part of your DNA structure that how, <laughs> that how long it is is one of the biggest correlates with how long you're going to live, assuming you're not hit by a bus or something. Okay. Um, and meditation and yoga extend it. I think Tai Chi particularly like stops telomerase, which is the enzyme which cuts it away from. So, yeah, so right. there is a like natural life lengthening thing of it, and I think kids who have had kids who have been exposed to violence at a young age have shorter telomeres. 
So it's, it, that is Crackers. a yeah, very yeah. accurate way of looking at your inner age. Um, but right. what um, Inside Tracker do is they aggregate all of your markers, uh, and you can imagine that would be the same as Whoop's recovery, perhaps, where mm-hmm. it aggregates a bunch of different markers and gives you an, a single output. Um, Johnny's he's away from he's away from Whoop now. It's a new uh, FB. Um, Does my heart rate everything? So the, the but the reason that I'm over-aged with regards to that is that my glucose, there's a lot of weight towards glucose, um, which is easy enough for me to bring down. Well, sugar's really addictive, isn't it? It's anyone who has a high-carb diet, though, is, is a difficult difficult one I to I'm joking. Um, so, David Sinclair, yeah, like, the guy has an Australian knighthood, like the equivalent of a knighthood, but the Australian one where you don't change your... It, it's not title. a change of title, you don't get a sir or but whatever. you're a knight. That's is rubbish, it? but I thought that's the whole point of a knighthood, is you get... Well, that's no, it's like he's driving a Jedi knight. The British oh, one. Okay. Yeah. So he um, he had that, and I actually used the um, little metal thing to prop my phone up to <laughs> record our podcast. His <laughs> walls just filled with awards. This guy's like he sounds like a machine. From he's a monster, man. Like, yeah, he says anti-aging. He's in like like the life extension longevity world, yeah. but he is he bridges the gap between academics and business so he doesn't just discover things for the purpose of discovering them he tries to bring them to market right um which is a day like he's tony stark he's literally tony Ooh. stark when it comes to that yeah unbelievable man and um he was saying that for about four weeks a couple of times a year him and his wife become millionaires and then because he'll cr- come up with some new discovery have the patent for it i'll have the discovery trademark and then once he gets the money in build a company spend all of the money starting the company and then just go again. I mean, if it's reliable, like if he's doing it over and over again, then just wait for the mm. next one. Well, he's not, he's con- this is constant. Yeah, but if, he's, if he's constantly becoming a millionaire, like, yeah. there'll be a time when he becomes a millionaire, so hard enough now. I'm not sure that there is. I think he said, this is the reason that my wife bites her nails because he just constantly plays around. She's ragging the bank account. (laughs) Throwing it off the walls. Whiplash. Seeing that that graph on Monzo would be like... Yeah, up and and down. I think the... I hear constantly that like the the self-tracking wearables world, Mm. like that's where there's going to be the most um, Mm. jump in and advancement. You know, like before, it won't be long before there's an implant that you wear. That ma- that monitors your markers. It I think creeps me out. I think that'd be fantastic. <clears throat> like waking up and there's an app. Just you're a chartered accountant. Yeah, I just, want, just give me graphs just and give me, data. Yeah, charts but the, and the price you pay for that. There's a guy who did a really haunting video about the what's it called, twenty three and me, and they're like the oh, DNA yeah, analysis DNA stuff, stuff. <laughs> saying that you only need a certain critical mass of people to to do it, and then you can draw these inferences, and you can use it for forensic things. So if someone's Committed, someone's committed a crime you can then find who it is through like three levels of thanks of relationship and so like they he was saying how they basically the some intelligence agency found who committed this crime just from googling DNA data Jesus and finding like three people who it could be and then speaking to their family and this is one of the problems I suppose that everyone has with this constant surveillance thing it's that the price that you pay for more data that you can use is more data that can be used against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got nothing to hide is a fantastic um, way to feel about your data being collected until you have something to hide. I think it's just the, it's looking at the motive. So it's, it's the, the means and the motive, isn't it? So like someone has Facebook have your data 
Like, yeah, they can use it against you, but like, why would they, they want would, to? Yeah. Well, it's not that it's, they wouldn't, but it's more like, what do they stand to get out of it? Yeah. And yeah, you might, you might become a person of great political influence or whatever, yeah. but I, I just think on balance, it's unlikely. So and why, that, why do you think Zuckerberg has tape over his camera? I didn't know he did. So, you know, when he was in the court case, like there was a, a shot of him on his MacBook. He has tape over his camera. Yeah. And they were like, Zuckerberg's taped over his mic. And you his see, camera. when you see something like that. I found that quite worrying. You should put tape over your camera. I mean, the, yeah. the main thing, <laughs> the main thing for me is that Steve Jobs, inventor of the iPad, didn't let his kids play with iPads. Yeah. That's another thing. Is that, is that for data reasons or is that because he doesn't like the idea of the... It's because they're addictive and yeah. they're horrible pieces of technology that yeah. destroy people's ability to focus. Mm. That's why. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? There's no... they, they've tapped into like a deep, like, uh, uh, just the way that we work. They, they've layered something onto us. That... Reverse engineered it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think who, who would you be without screens? If, if no one ever showed you a... I don't think about it, no. Like I think because the world is so linked to screens, it'd probably be quite difficult to live without screens. Yeah, no. you'd probably end up... No, like but what, in, in a different iteration of the world where there weren't screens and there weren't iPhones, mm. what sort of a person and personality like, would you be? What would your resting thought processes be like? What would you Probably much like? calmer. Mm. I, I hate more, it, man. I hate frenetic. it so much, you know. I think GDP would be lower. Yeah. Oh, I think the output absolutely. of the world would be, would be much less. Yeah. Harder to communicate. Unless everyone people. just delivered really good services because they're all, like... Doing super focused, reading books and training, and then yeah. Mm. Well, but it'd be harder to get those services to people. Mm. Yeah, but then you like know Amazon, for example. You'd have a bloke with a bike, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to write a letter to Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> request a. Excuse me. Can you use your drone to? Well, you'd, you'd do that. Fucking hell! I was uh, I was reading what? Morse code. <laughs> no, yeah. that was right. <laughs> I was reading about Amazon's future logistics plans. Have you read this? With the drone stuff. Yeah, so with drones, and but more so with just traditional um, postal service at the moment. Right. So just buying up fleets of planes. Like Jeff Bezos is buying up fleets of planes. And they were comparing them and, is it the American Postal Service? Are they the big ones? Mm. Um, I think the American Postal Service have got nearly a thousand planes. And Amazon have 63. But they're just... Just growing them. Yeah, just consuming. You've seen the clip of the drones being dropped out the back of an Amazon plane. And then going to go and mm. deliver parcels. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing. You, have you seen, you, you've, we've all seen the video of like the mock. Um, Slaughter bots. Yeah. 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 We've talked about that a few times. Oh. They're pretty, they're pretty scary. The, there's a really interesting podcast. Naval? No. Oh. It's called Masters of Scale. You heard of it? The guy oh, called Reed Hoffman. Idea. He interviews the, the founder or the first guy that like made a DIY drone. Mm. So like took the military technology and just. Turn, talks about turning like his kid's Lego plane mm-hmm. into a drone mm-hmm. and gets it to fly itself. And he's like, he's playing with his kids in the playground and he gets this plane like for a few moments to fly itself. And his kids are like bored now. And he's just like standing in this park <laughs> for ages because he's like, fucking hell, like what have I just done? Oh, it, and the- <laughs> cause I'm sure like the software is so duplicatable. Yeah. And you can 3D print the, mm-hmm. like, that's why it's such an inflection point because we could just. Well, just, it, like- the podcast just talks about how there's such this. Like, when you think about it, it is a tiny little robot that can fly in the air. And, like, they're With really no hard to stop. Yeah. They're really hard to stop. Like, look what happened at the air. Was it Glasgow? No, uh, Gatwick. Gatwick. Shut down. Where, like, fucking shut the airport <coughs> down. Some bloke. With a, with a drone. Remote control. Yeah. With a really long battery life drone. And, like, the, even if they say, oh, we'll just put a thing in that stops <coughs> the drone from going above a certain height. 
Like, easily someone could go on Kazaa or LimeWire <laughs> and, and, and download a patch and just, like... Yeah, so um, Naval Ravikant did a podcast on what's called After On, Rob Reed's podcast, and this is basically end games, how we can... How, how we're going to die. So a lot of it, a, there's a lot of stuff to do with drones. Very super intelligency. Uh, a little bit super intelligency, but their main thing is this uh, synbio, synthetic biology, that they're going, right. and their problem is that with CRISPR now, people can recreate plagues and H1N1 and H3 n H3N3 is that fucking podcast, isn't it? Um, Bird flu, H1N1. H1N1, yeah. So they can create these, but at much more... um, Scalable. Yeah, it's like that iPhone app that's really popular where you create a plague. Yeah, yeah. loads of kids play it. So the... Oh, what a world we live in. Yeah, Yeah. man. And it's terrifying. Million, million, million. (laughs) Million, million, years. Um, But yeah. If that happens, I, I know it sounds weird, but I find it really relaxing and comforting. That you've decentralized what, there's a plague no no so, so let's say the world weapons. is ending right Wait, is so it? like you, you get a text and it says world's ending so like, game over mm-hmm. you're like oh, never mind. would you not be terrified well because well, nothing matters anyway any, like nothing matters does it yeah <laughs> but, it's, but uh, would you not I mean try and tell that to people that have just had a newborn kid well okay uh, <laughs> yeah that's awful when you think about it like that <laughs> <laughs> but like this beautiful baby girl that we just brought I mean? into it's, the world it's very much just like you shut your laptop and you're like well I did my best but here we go short in short the index yes it'd be command space yeah. kill kill all apps all apps from FX trade all from FX trade <laughs> but there'd be no market Depend well because there's no there's no one on the other side of the trade because they've died yeah so that, so that assumes the world has ended everywhere except here and you're so the last one let me tell it. you let me tell you one of the examples that, in, well in your scenario Chris is saying the world's going to end because of drones and plagues and but the the London robots. Stock Exchange will still be running until the world ends so yeah so unless but they what, close it because they can do that but you're gonna yeah, you're gonna put a trade on so nine so, uh, <laughs> but the, you're gonna be dead just leapfrog Jeff Bezos. Just cause. Well, yeah, you just see the number on screen. Oh, so it'd yes. be nice, so, right? Yeah. Fuck you, and then die. So well, let me tell you. Let me tell you one of the things that um, Rob Reed and Naval talk about in this. So um, they talk about drones and they talk about their ability to. Um, let's say that everyone on the planet had a particular uh, pheromone signature, genetic signature that someone had been able to get hold of. They can plug this into a drone, set the drone away, and this drone can go kill people. So somewhere on the dark web, there's a particular forum mm-hmm. where if you don't like someone enough, you can crowdfund a software developer to set the drone away on this particular piece of DNA. Then crowdfund it together. They meet this particular level. They immediately, the system just automatic, automatically sends an email to the target and says, you have 24 hours to double whatever it is that we've met. For this, or nice. it's coming after you. They then do it, and the crowdfunding begins again. And they're now talking so about it's extortion on, for both on sides. A, yes. on a really systematic. There's, there's a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I was going to say it's literally Black Mirror. I've never seen it. So there's the bees, loads of little bees that respond to um, when there's enough tweets saying "kill" or something like that. Is so, that right? So people hashtag like "kill this person," and then when enough people do it. Like whoever's on the top of the leaderboard for that twenty-four hour period, it sends out a bunch of 
like micro robots which look like wasps, mm-hmm. but they just embed themselves into people's ears. Okay, and then completely. like just yeah. But this is because at this point in the future in this episode, all bees and wasps are dead, and they realise that bees and what bees serve a really important function. So they just create robotic bees that are uh, AI. Yeah. Then someone and uses then them someone, to kill people. Yeah. But it's if you get that email, just go in a cupboard. Just get yourself un- in an understairs cupboard forever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, not forever. Like they're going to get bored and move on to someone else. Aren't the bees they? are. No, no, the the people with the drone. Yeah, on the dartware. The problem with the bees is they didn't get bored and they were solar powered. Yeah, so they would and just... they're bees and they took their small. So you need to be in a dark space. Well, they like they shut all the windows and they like crept through yeah. like, air vents and stuff. It was oh, horrible. Oh, sun. Or oh. just get a like a globe, like a fishbowl, put it around your head and seal it. But you need air. Mm-hmm. What about if it goes up your urethra? Oh, bad fuck. Yeah. Reverse kidney stone. <laughs> Can you not just wee hard? Wee harder than it's... Push hard, yeah. Boop. <laughs> then we'll go back in again. <laughs> just be... You'd have to constantly be weeing. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. There's a lot what, of air and water. What have you been watching? Have you watched anything recently? No, but to loop things to the Marvel stuff. Yep. Um, God. I did see Punisher a while ago. Which one? Daredevil. The first series. Yes, um, okay. I haven't seen that yet. Very good. But then every extra Marvel thing that I tried to watch just was Fails. worse and worse. Like Daredevil was okay. Daredevil's shit. Um, and then Jesse Jones was... Shit. Mm, and then watched like 10 minutes of the... Was it like the... Is it Fist Man? Iron Fist. And the, the big black guy, that his his power is that he's big. Luke Cage. Yeah. Luke, that's, that's literally just I'm hard and black. Mm. And my superpower Therefore, is that I'm just... Hard, really, right? really hard. It, yeah. it very much felt like the attempt at trying to make something um, culturally appropriated yeah. towards that side. Like he, I think Luke's headquarters is like in the back of his barbers, and it's like a very traditional right. African American barbies. And you're like, all right, like it's great. But I mean, there's other, you know, the the guys in the Avengers. There's two black guys in the Avengers, and it's very rarely referenced that they're actually black. Mm. I'd love to see the numbers. Like, at what point does it become loss making when they keep bringing them out, or are they just making something ever. that is really? Well, I so think they, it's the mass. The franchise is doing really, really well. So they just pisses all over DC up. as well. DC yeah. is just like what's DC? Batman, like, Batman Superman, alternative comic business. So there's Spider Man, Marvel, yes, Batman, yeah. Superman, <clears> DC. Yeah. Did it ever used to be under the same? No, no, because um, no. they they do like crossovers, don't they? They do like Marvel versus DC stuff, I think. But it's VMDs not just itching. Yeah, he wants to stick in. Johnny, you 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 watch you watch a fair bit of Netflix. I, so I haven't really watched any, like nothing that springs to mind that's interesting. The um, new Our Planet with David Attenborough. I've not watched that. No, I have. So have it's, yeah, it, it's very nice. Like evening work. Oh, yeah. I think I think at the moment because my day is so like. Mm. Mm. Like I can't handle anything with a plot anymore. <laughs> I just right. want to sit and yeah. look at look at trees and just yeah. Imagine it's what it's a... like to not be revising. Yeah, exactly. So one of my problems that I've got with our planet is oh. Oh, it's, it's fine. One of the problems I've got with our planet is that it's the entire nature program is done under the guise of we're human, we fucked the planet up. Mm. So everything, every episode is just like layered with this veneer of guilt you're a brick <laughs> yeah. yeah right like we are the, pricks here the ice is receding faster than the pace that a snail can move and you're like right okay David like we you know the the earth's getting a bit warm is it David Attenborough yeah wow. and, and it like it's actually starting so I'm only four episodes in but it's starting to irritate me just watch it on mute 
Well, 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 then it's just videos of the world. That's the, that's what I want. Oh, I, so I don't care about the. the, the I want to hear like this is a this is a crazy animal that like this is its mating ritual and blah blah blah. Mm. I've got a mate who is one of the cameramen. All right. Oh, oh, oh you've told me about that. Yeah. Did it's... you not? Oh, did you not send me a state? Did you do it for Planet Earth as well? Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, is ringing a bell. He's like it's incredible. You sent me a status update. So this guy shot the scene. If anyone remembers it from Planet Earth 2, where the Jaguar was walking through the city. Okay. Jaguar's going through the city. I've not seen that. But... And he's waiting. So there's one sh- one shot, and it. it's a big cat. It might not be a Jaguar. Walking through the city um, in the final episode, and it's pretty epic shot, and it's like this long shot as he's panning through. And they'd been there for 13 days, and this was the 14th night, and it was the final night that they were going to be there for. And on the last night, this this cat arrives and he nails that, the That's my overwhelming feeling when I watch that show. Like, the, the guilt kind of... It's like, okay, but... Um, Sheer production time. It's, yeah, I want to be sick, and I'm sure VMD <laughs> wants to be sick even more. At the, like, just because the cost per second of filming yeah. with oh those levels God. of cameras, and I imagine the like the, the hardware, and then I'm also, like... You, you're going to get a swordfish that comes and, like, breaks one of the lenses, and everyone's like... Mm. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, well, I the think shots that they get you think how do they get that from four angles in such high depth yeah. like how long this were they close. filming for yeah also the, I imagine there's a, there must be this when something's happening and you're focusing on getting it like, you're thinking like oh, if I fuck I this I'm recording I hope I'm recording or like oh, I'm running out of battery or something like that like, yeah. you, you imagine that it just must be disgusting it, well, you just can't if you trip over dead, David Attenborough's foot like while you're tracking, so you're panning along. You the there. dolphins after after 13 days of watching, the dolphins have finally arrived. And as you're going along, you like trip over David Attenborough. He's having a banana. He's having a banana. He's having a sit down. <laughs> he's standing there in the Arctic. Dolphin. <laughs> Does David go to the places? Surely mm. he's just in there. He's he he's goes to some of them. He does go to some of them. Does he? Yeah. And he's I'm, seen some shit, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like that man. He's very seen a lot of nature. Did you see? This is really morbid and terrible. But like every time that someone famous and old dies, there's always a tweet which goes viral, which says, "What the fuck is happening?" Hashtag someone get David Attenborough. <laughs> someone get oh. like check on him. Make someone sure check on David Attenborough. <laughs> oh. But he's just like on safari somewhere, isn't he? Yeah. Like, Fending off. Yeah, I, I can't imagine like, David Attenborough's like standard Sunday morning is the same as normal people. Like, what do you, you think know, he does? I just imagine he's always like on an expedition. Yeah, fending off tropical diseases. Yeah, Even he's probably too. Yeah. Actually, David Sinclair needs to study David Attenborough. Like, and they're mm. both nights. One's a night of Australia, and one's a night of the UK. And if David Sinclair could work out what's keeping David Attenborough the alive, to his longevity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nature. I wrote some things down on my phone for catch up. It was this morning before I did my go wad. Nice. Uh, no. We've got life hacks next. Yeah, I've got life hacks. Although life hacks will probably be. Did my first five kilometer run. How was your oh, first yeah. five kilometer run? Really, really fucking difficult. Okay. You did Fran? I did do Fran, but I can't do a thruster. I have not got the shoulder mobility to get into a front rack position at the bottom of a front squat. That's years of bench for you there. So I had to do a behind-the-neck thruster. I can't wait. So we're doing, for the people that are listening, this will be in the past now, but me and Johnny are doing his CrossFit on-ramp tomorrow. Um, Johnny thought that it was going to be someone 
putting him in a pair of water wings and a special helmet and saying, <laughs> so this is how you do a squat. That's honestly what I thought. It's, um, it's not whereas that. what it actually is, is a two and a half hour training session where there's yeah. some movements demoed and then Metcons that use those movements interlaced in the workout, like the overall Metabolic workout. Metabolic Is it a standardised yes. thing? No. So okay, just, so just whatever this bloke fancies. Yeah. Oh, no. And the guy that's taking it won't be tremendously gentle it's either, I'm afraid. really good knowing you're It's called Nathan. Now. Nathan, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big dude, though. I think if it Very gets jacked. too much, I'll just attack Nathan. I think... Do you think he'll win? I, enter I think battle mode. Yeah, I wouldn't back you to I think if point. I grab a hold of him and get him to the floor, I'll win. But I think if it includes any movement, he'll win. Okay. What else have you done? Uh, well, so... While I'm doing CrossFit, mm-hmm. stop powerlifting. Let us have a moment of silence for Johnny's powerlifting career. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Well, I just... It's a series of obstacles, a series of injuries, missed entry for a competition without them being any... The, the video for Johnny's injury, um, you might have to, like, zoom in on this, but... Um, Johnny showed me a video of him squatting in the garage. Garage, yeah. Um, and uh, his his quad physically pings. He's a visible, his leg. Yeah. A visible well, wobble like in, the fi- in the fiber. In the fiber, he knows. Ah, it was awful. Yeah. It was, and yeah, I I wonder whether up there it, when I if I ever squat weight like that again, it'll get Thank in my head. You. I think it probably will. Well, probably, but then mm-hmm. as a you know, again, to fly the flag for CrossFit, if you know that you can do 70% of that under extreme fatigue for mm. reps and reps and reps, I bet that you won't be worried. Mm. I am, I'm interested about CrossFit, but I think I'll either love it or hate it. I don't think, yeah, I don't I mean, think there's a middle ground. No, nah, I don't think there is. I'm I worried there's going to be too much cardio for me to enjoy it. We had a chat about this and it was saying that powerlifting kind of optimizes for one really specific thing, which is fun in the process. But then when you get to like the 99th percentile and you're just flipping between 99, 99.5, it's really, really unpleasant mm. and very little gain. Whereas doing something like CrossFit, even if it is a bit cardio biased, you just feel like an athlete again. You just feel like you're actually... So, well, so the biggest thing for me is that I've stopped enjoying training. Yeah. Mm. And like, it, like, it, oh, it used to be something that I loved doing. Like was the favourite, my favourite part of the day. And at the moment, the thought of training is like... So for the perfect example of this, I've been injured, pretty badly injured now for seven or eight months. And I'm still going into the gym to do a special needs version mm. of CrossFit because I want to train. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to going in and getting after it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a different sort of... Because uh, you did... I remember the CrossFit episode that we did yeah, on our yeah, podcast yeah. where you were, you'd move from bodybuilding over to... Mm-hmm. Excitement, And you're man. still doing it. Two and a half years, yeah. Mm. So We'll see. Um, what else has been happening? Uh, I went to see Ant Middleton. Is that the guy that does it with Deck? <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you seen... Is he the one in rehab? No. That's Deck Ant, one in rehab. No, so it's not Ant and Deck. Okay. Right. Ant Middleton is the presenter, one of the presenters on... I'm a celebrity. No. <laughs> SAS, this is like the David Goggins. Who the David fuck Goggins. is David Goggins? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, it's... Um, he's, he presents the SAS, Are You Tough Enough? Right. Thing. Cool. Former Special Forces guy. So is back, it a one-to-one? No. He's, he's quite famous now. Right. 
He did a talk at the City Hall. Becca got me tickets for Christmas. Yep. Um, called Mind Over Muscle. Now, both of you would have found it intensely difficult to sit through because it was very... It was like, I've got a positive... You have a positive mindset, oh, right? You've got to look at the situation and just think, how can I think positively about it? And I was just, like, fuck's sake. But there are a few things he said that were really interesting. Principally, it, there's clips where he climbs Everest and you can just see glimpses of, like, what it takes to be in the SAS. So, like... There are people coming down Everest. So he's, you're meant to go like base camp, camp one, back down again. Base camp, camp one, camp two, camp one, down again. And do it that way. Why? To gradually acclimatise the altitude. He was like, did base camp, camp one, saw that there was a dangerous bit, risky bit, where there'd been an avalanche. He's like, oh, fuck that. I'm not, I don't want to do that multiple times. I'll just go base camp, camp one, back down again, and I'll just go to the summit. And everyone's like, oh, mate, don't fucking like the shirt's going, like, don't fucking do that, mate. He's like, yeah, it's all right. And he's going up and there's a storm, storm warning. Everyone's like, we need to turn back. He's like, yeah, it's okay. Positive mindset. And then as, as going up, the, up the, like this, you see a camera here, here's Art Middleton, and then you see this fucking, like, you get an appreciation for the, just how steep it is. I know that's obvious, but like really I, steep. I bet it's really, really, really steep. Tall, yeah. And they're like really experienced climbers come down going like, you need to admit, you, you, you do, or you didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right. Right. So I bought me a trusted. I fucking tell you, <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to turn around and just goes, right, we'll press on. And he's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then, the, so he gets to the summit, and there's a hairy bit where, like, there's a, a shelf called Hillary's shelf, I think. Okay. Um, and a guy in front of him slips and is about to fall off the mountain, and people are getting blown off and dying in front of him. And this bloke's about to be cut off the mountain by the Sherpas. And he's like, I'm going to die. He's up there for eight hours in the death zone, gradually dying. The death the zone. Death, so it's past a certain altitude. There's not enough oxygen. So you're just dying. Slowly. <laughs> yeah. It's a race against not and dying. He's, he's like considering just jumping off. Because he's like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm just going to jump off. There's oxygen down there. So if <laughs> <jump> <laughs> he's like, if I'm going to die, I'm just going to fucking kill myself. Oh. And at the very, he eventually re- reaches the bottom and he's like, that's the closest I ever thought I was going to die. And the Sherpa just turns at Middleton and he just goes, you're crazy, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> this is a man who's living is to go up and down Mount Everest, looks at that Middleton and just goes, you're, you're crazy, fucking bastard. tapped, mate. Wow, I, I <laughs> love what he's like, uh, Julian did a, is it, what, what, is it like an Ironman run where it's, he did it in Libya. And it's like it's in the desert, and you have to run for thirty six hours. It's like a, it's a hundred. Oh, Jesus it's like Christ! A, it's like it's a hundred kilometers, and it's an ultra marathon, or yeah, something like an ultra marathon. Right. And he he didn't have his insulin, and so by the time he got to like thirty kilometers in or something, he was like, "I really need my insulin. I haven't got it." And they managed to get this doctor to come over from doctor. like, and they they had an ambulance that had five year expired insulin, Libyan insulin, and he was just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, both of you just like oh no and and he was like well this will have to do but he said there was one and they kept stopping they had like backpacks with pans and food in and stuff mm. so there was this one guy who he said just looked like Skeletor from the beginning <laughs> like didn't have any backpack just had like um, two of the gels like the it's David Goggins basically something <laughs> like that it was fucking David Goggins and, and just started running and just and that was it. Like, didn't take any breaks. Didn't sleep. Just just kept running for the whole thing. And his time was just vastly different to the next person down. There's a good um, a good documentary about Courtney Dewalt, the um, current ultra marathon record holder. Right. And it's her doing a trail run for 
250 miles, I want to say. It's available on YouTube. Brand new one. And um, it takes her 50 hours without without sleep. Um, I flew back from New York yesterday and did 23 hours on a plane without sleep. It's not it's pretty difficult. Still, yeah. pretty, pretty difficult, that. I was reading my book. My book. Reading my book. Being sleep deprived is such a weird feeling. It's the same as diet. Like, the... It's so forefront of everything, so visceral. <laughs> like when you need food, it's all you can think about. Yeah. When, when you need sleep, meal. yeah, yeah. When am I going to get to sleep? When am I going to get but to sleep? I'm everything's tired. like I think if you're hungry, you can kind of forget about it. Whereas if you're tired, willpower is depleted. So yeah, hard. yeah. The hunger thing, like, what's the longest someone's ever gone without eating? It's like 370 days or something. Really? But it was a guy who was were they big? Yeah, he he was pretty mm. big to begin with, and you're thinking like he had he was supervised and he had. Um, minerals and vitamins and fluid mm-hmm. and enough calories on him yeah like so it'd be okay thousands yeah. of calories just he put them all back on didn't he did he did he really oh that's fucking heartbreaking wow that is heartbreaking put them all back on fast for a year so he's getting it back again it's um the example is used in Johan Hari's Lost Connections right and he's talking about um the link between environment and uh, weight gain or environment and bad habits, I suppose. Vending machines. But fucking vending machines, man. Um, they are to blame. What have we got coming up? What's going to be happening soon? So we've got How to Survive After University. Oh. Which we've, is, we've discussed that that needs to have a cap, because otherwise... <clears throat> well, it's going to go on literally forever, the isn't rest it? rest of life. Until, yeah. How yeah. have we completed relationships? Yeah, so relationships is done, but we might come back to it, I guess. Um, for some reason, I can't get podcast topics to load. You had some really good ones. Good I've got their own titles. I forgot what they were. They're How to get strong by Johnny. How to get strong? That's going to happen. What else is happening, Johnny? There it is. Podcast topics. Oh, uh, truth about working for yourself, uh, self discipline, and habits. Truth and honesty is a superpower. How to survive university? Strength training. Uh, or oh, how to survive a night out? And um, notes on human behavior from nightclubs, which is a good I'm one. In for that one. Um, I've also excited. got, uh, in terms of guests that I've got coming up, Tiago Forte from Forte Labs. Oh, yes. Which will be a big one. Tiago, he didn't respond to my tweet. Bastard. He's a busy guy, though, isn't he? Um, I'm also going to start... Is he the man with the, the Praxis shit? The, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Very clever dude. What did you tweet him saying? Um, saying, hello. <laughs> I offered him uh, three months of coaching in exchange for... I can't even remember what I... Didn't you pay for one of his products and say it was shit? I didn't. Didn't someone else? Jordan pay for? might have. What did you pay for and say it was shit? Big bundle. Oh yeah, his his was the only bit that was okay. decent thing in it, but the rest of the bundle was horrendous, awful. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to start doing. A, a, I'm organised with a few different DJs and club owners from big clubs. So Pepe, who was the founder and owner of Space Ibiza, is coming on. Pepe. Yep. Um, him and some of his marketing team, and we're going to do Tales from the Dance Floor, which is going wow. to be like epic um, stories of like party legends. So that'll be happening. Christoph, also known as Cozzy, is going to come on. He's going to talk about some stuff. I'm going to try and get Eric Prince when he's over as well. Very lean, Christoph. Jacked, from jacked out of his mind. Absolutely. He used to train in David Lord Newcastle. Yeah. He used to do a lot of incline bench press. What, Does, he loves incline bench incline press. Bench press. Loves. What is his name? Chris uh, CJ Costigan but he yeah. plays under Kip Christoph very deep voice very lean yeah. tattoos on one arm yeah yeah. I, I, I met him in a sauna the other day 
<laughs> and uh, but because I was with this guy who knew him, nose ring, and then I can't remember if he had a nose ring. Right, yeah. Um, but he he's like quite tall, big forearms. Yeah, jacked, very and, vascular forearms. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I've, I've seen you, David Lloyd, before." I was like, "Yeah, all well, the little naughty trials that I used to get." But, yeah, <laughs> good guy. Um, but well, that's it. Is there anything else? Are we done. That be it. That be it. Okay, bye, Dan. Facts. Oh, is it what life hacks? <laughs> it might be no. life hacks. Might be we've out. got another life hacks. That's all I said. Well, that, that was last week, though. They've broken the rule of podcast land. Anyway, if you enjoyed the episode, please comment below. Fire us any questions. Do not forget to subscribe and follow at Propane Fitness on Twitter and all of the social media. Okay, bye then. Okay, bye, bye then. Bye then.